Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. What today's youth athletes need? As we approach the start of our comprehensive summer athletes training program, Elevate, Coach Michelle and I sat down to talk about how we go about designing the Elevate program. There's a big difference between what they want and what they need, and our program design has shifted over the years as we've coached more athletes and reassessed the previous programs we've written. Thank you for listening as always, and please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. May is past us and we're heading into June. June also means like a new beginning for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, our summer, summer program start, our schedule changed this month, and uh, we're really looking forward to our summer schedule. Now, there is this idea that like when the recital is over, all our schedules magically clear up, <laughs> right? But um, unfortunately, that's not the case. Yeah, I think every year there's like a week where we actually think that and then we yeah. remember, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I feel like in the past two weeks, I've worked more. Mm-hmm. Uh, just doing different things than in the past month or so, right. which is crazy. I mean, the hours that I was working before it was condensed and my mind was clogged up, you know, planning for the recital. It's just like small things that pops up and it's, it's nice because it's different. You know what I mean? Like we're not working on the dance recital right now. We're really focusing on sports teams, athletes, adult clients, all that good stuff. So it's just a change of pace for us, but we definitely have a lot more on our plate as well. Especially because our Elevate program, so for those of you who don't know what Elevate program is, that's the program we offer for our athletes. We've kind of expanded it to middle school and high school, college level. Mm -hmm. It used to be all in one. So we used to train middle school to college all together. But then I thought to myself, I was like, you know, if I was a kid in college, I wouldn't want to train with a middle schooler. You know, like, and there's just different levels between those two age groups. Nothing against either one of the groups. It's just a matter of fact of their capabilities, what they're able to do, how much command they have with their body, body awareness, all that stuff comes into play. So the programming changes a little bit. So this year we decided to split the middle school from high school, college. And uh, I think it was the right move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so excited. I know. And we're getting so many inquiries and uh, they're both filling up. So we're really looking forward to that. But with that, I also have feel a, a huge responsibility to make sure that this program is, you know, what it's supposed to be. What we want it to be is we want kids who come through this facility to first enjoy the experience and to commit long term. So they don't just show up once a week because Let's be honest, in any program, if you just do once a week, it's not going to really make a lot of difference. Or I don't want any kids to be like, okay, I did a month of it, so I'm good. (laughs) No, no, no. I want them to like really enjoy the process that they want to continue to do so, at least for the the, the duration of summer. You know, the thing I think that's uh, that we do a really good job of is, you know, we make sure that like we're not trying to sell anything, right? Like when we invite kids to come and train with us, like we genuinely want what's best for them. And if there's a lot of kids, that's awesome. Even if there's a little amount of kids, we still work with the work work with them with work with them with the same kind of mindset. Um, but we also so today what I wanted to do is I wanted to just kind of break down like what a youth training program should entail. 
because I think I'm thinking as a parent, right? As a parent of a child, if I didn't know anything, like how would I navigate through this cobweb of information that's thrown at you and figure out what your kids really need and how to backtrack too. So, you know, I, I think there's a correlation between adult fitness programs and youth training programs in a sense that the marketing strategy is to sell what people want. But to get to what people want, there needs to be underneath layers that needs to be worked on to really get to that spot. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. And so I want to kind of break it down and build it back up. So then for those of you or are, are parents of youth uh, that's looking to get your kids involved in something, you can make a really solid decision based off of um, the information that we're about to provide. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, dupes, let's. Um, I think stories always makes for an interesting podcast and draws the people in. So, with your experience, especially with Gabe, because Gabe is a phenomenal athlete and he's gone through different sports. Mm-hmm. How did you navigate as he grew up playing sports and like what to get him involved in, where to send him, all that kind of stuff? Well, I sent him here. yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs) Uh, but seriously uh you know he he started here to work on some running mechanics Mm -hmm. and then as he was working on that we realized some some strength training would really benefit him and then he started uh you know working with some friends and it just everything started to fit together i have not tried a lot of outside programs i've i've stuck with what we coach here um because it's it's the basics and it 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 goes across the board it transfers whether you play a sport or not um you know everything that we're working on here can benefit Mm -hmm. everyone so uh you know through some different different things he's he's tried some camps and some Mm -hmm. some things like that but yeah yeah, so when it comes to, like, so I started working with Gabe at what age? Oh, like, my gosh, I don't know. I would have to look back. I could look back while you're talking. Yeah, <laughs> and it was fun. Like, I think we did, like, a quote-unquote speed and agility camp, right? Mm-hmm. But really, at that point, my goal was to just try to get them to move. Mm-hmm. You know, I and then I was young, so I didn't know as much as I do now, but I think the basic principle was the more the kids move, the better. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that anybody can agree with, especially in today's sedentary lifestyle, especially summer, summer for kids nowadays, you know, like over this, you know, when I was a child, I was thinking, I'm I'm thinking back to this summer meant I woke up and I was active. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I either went to go play at a park, I was involved in camps or I just went to go play somewhere. Right. Not inside the house. Right. Swim. Right. Yeah. We weren't. I feel like we weren't allowed to be in the house. Mm-mm. Sorry, no, mom. The, no, I was the same way. No, I agree <laughs> with you. I was forced to be outside. And then I also got really bored because, I, you know, we didn't have all these devices at our hands. So we had to be creative. Yes. Right. So we had to find something to do because like laying on the bed and touring your thumb wasn't that fun. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, so like we had to be active. But today's kids. It's the opposite. 
they're almost like they almost have to be forced mm-hmm. to do something, right? Like if they had the choice, they'll just sit around. Yes. Would you agree with for most kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like they don't know how to go outside mm-hmm. and just be active. Mm-hmm. We were all over the neighborhood and just you know, using our imagination. Yeah. It's right. ki- yeah. And and let's let's make it clear like that's not a knock on them. That's just the reality of today's culture for kids is that like they're very sedentary. Mm-hmm. Whereas their their bodies are meant to be active. So Considering in that pl- in place, my first goal is always to increase work capacity. So what does that mean? It means that I need them to move so they can do more. Mm-hmm. So the more stamina, more energy they have, more work capacity they have to do things, the more they will get out of the session, right? So when initially a kid comes to our class or our sessions, they are like beat, you know what I mean? Like they are dead. And I'll, and some of them um, unfortunately drop out after the first session because they're like, I, they just don't like the feel of working hard or just like working past their capacity. To increase work capacity, you have to push that work capacity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can't just be comfortable and ho- in hopes of increasing the work capacity. You have to kind of push them just a little bit to increase that. Why is work capacity important? Well, because when you're fatigued, that's when all the mechanics and all the things that you know kind of break down, a.k.a. you're more likely to get injured. And if you don't have the work capacity, I don't care if you're a phenomenal skilled athlete. You know, your your skills are only going to translate as long as your work capacity lasts. Mm-hmm. So it might not come into play at the most important part of the game. So. Work capacity number one. And it's funny because like I used to be a little more more harder on the kids than I am now. You know what I mean? So like th- when I go and work with the kids who I worked with in the past, like five years ago, they're like, oh, Eddie's going to kill us. <laughs> but like my philosophy and the way I train kids have changed, too. So now they go through the session. They're like, well, this wasn't as bad as I thought. But I feel like they get a lot more out of me because Anybody can make you tired, right? Like anybody can be like, oh, do thousand burpees today and you will be tired. You know, like that's that's not a hard thing to do. But to program it specifically based on and with with the understanding of where kids are coming from and what their needs are takes a lot of thought process and a lot of sitting down and writing down and figuring out all the equation. So number one, work capacity and I would say even say like 1A is work capacity, 1B is injury prevention. So they're equally as important. We hear so many times in youth athlete, youth sports, especially the field sports, torn ACLs, ligament damages, like these injuries that shouldn't happen yes. at such age, mm-hmm. yeah, such young age, happening. Mm-hmm. Like all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's really eye-opening to me, especially like when I go and work with girls teams, like girls lacrosse, girls soccer. And I ask them like, who here has had like significant knee injury, like ACL tear, ACL, you know, um, partial tear or whatever. And, you know, there's at least like three or four hands that go up. And then if I say like, who here is in pain, like half the team goes, hands go up. And, 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 you know, I understand that, like, sports are taxing. And when you're playing sports, you're not in control of your body 100% of the time because sometimes mm-hmm. you have to react and move in a way that you don't want to. And you don't even know how you hurt your body, but at the end of the game, your body hurts. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it happens. But our goal is to minimize that pain, minimize the risk of the pain by teaching them how to move properly and how to teach and also take teaching them self-care, right? So 1A, 1B, work capacity, injury prevention, and strength training, the program, the way we design our program, injury prevention is a huge part of that. You know, like it's, and it's science-based, right? Like, so when we're talking about like female athletes, there's what's known as this Q angle. It's the angle between your hip and your knee. Like, and then you know that like females in general have a wider hips than males because of, you know, childbirth. Like that's, that's our female bodies are designed to do. So as a result of that, what's known as the Q angle is way greater than the male counterparts. So as a result the likeliness of them developing a valgus effect where your knee caves in and breaks the midline, like go towards in the inside of the body. Um, and valgus, valgus effect usually result, you know, can result in serious knee damage becomes greater. Combine that with weak glutes. A lot of female athletes are have because of our sedentary lifestyle. The injury for knee, knee injury rate is so much greater than what it used to be because we are not we're not meant to be sitting this long you know it's funny that we're sitting and doing a podcast (laughs) right now but at the same time you know our bodies are not designed to sit this long so keeping in that mind when i'm designing a program right one of the things that i focus on is glute strength posterior chain activation all that stuff trying to combat that that's a big piece of programming i'm like nitpicking what our programs are like but those are things that we incorporate to make sure the injury prevention gets put you know put up in front like mm-hmm. that's one of the most important components so we focus on work capacity we're focused on injury preventions those are not sexy right so when I'm looking at it from the eyes of a parent and they see their kid and they're like, oh, I just my kids just need speed or they just need to get bigger. But really, when they say my kid needs to get bigger, they just want them to be stronger. Right. They just assume bigger equals stronger, but which is not the case. Yes. So. Those two speed and strength do not equal work capacity injury prevention. But injury prevention work capacity, building those two will basically increase the likeliness that they will be stronger and they'll be faster. Mm -hmm. So priority number one is that work capacity injury prevention then becomes strength. So strength is a huge component of our programming. I'd say in the 75 minutes that we have with them, about 40 minutes is consumed by strength training. Mm -hmm. And strength training is not just to get quote unquote big. But to increase it so that you have the stronger foundation to build speed, to build power. And that's like scientific equation, right? Like, so I'm going to get a little, little uh, nerdy here. <laughs> okay. So you increase the work capacity, which is defined by ability to keep moving. Strength is defined by mass times acceleration. So strength training is mass, which is load. How much weight can you move? Um, and how fast can you move that weight? So I'd rather have, let's, I'm just giving a random example. Somebody lift 225 pounds on the trap bar deadlift really quickly at the speed of 0.01 second. Then somebody lift 450 pounds at the rate of 0.5 seconds. Mm-hmm. 
You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. to me, strength is defined by mass times acceleration. So the greater the acceleration, the better. So that's what we try to focus on. It's not just about how heavy can you lift. Because they're not trying to be bodybuilders. They're trying to become a greater athlete. And the, the part of the component of the athlete is being powerful, being fast, all that things included. So that's that. Then after you develop strength, you go on to power. Because power is defined by force times velocity. Right? So the force, um, I forgot to write this, so I don't have the equation. But part of the force is defined by, you know, the strength component. So if you can't produce high enough force, then you're not powerful, right? It's because power is a huge component of being an athlete. Like you need to be able to move weight quickly, mm-hmm. right? And then distance, I mean, and the speed, sorry. Speed is defined by distance divided by time. Right, so the greater distance you can cover in the shorter amount of time, the faster you will be. All these come together in technique and in strength training, but if you backtrack it, it comes down to strength. So if you're not strong enough to be able to carry that, carry the you know carry the power that you're able to produce, then there could be a breakdown somewhere else. Now. Here's the the only exception. When I think of track athletes who's just going straight, like a linear speed, one direction, then I'm not really sure if strength comes into as much of a play as a field sport athlete who are required to make multi-directional movements, change direction on 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 a cue, right, and all of a sudden, and absorb impact and contact as frequently as possible throughout the game. I'm not really sure that if the strength training component, injury prevention component comes into play as much for the track athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, though, I have heard more of our track athletes saying that their coaches are recommending to them that they do get some strength training. Now I know that they could be in different Mm -hmm. um, areas in track, but that's been great to hear. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think for the track athlete, that work capacity component is a huge aspect because mm-hmm. you're talking about these athletes who's in multiple events, mm-hmm. right? And who's running more than 40 yards. You know what I mean? Like you're, they're, you're talking about 200 meters, 400 meters, 800 meters. If you don't have the work capacity to maintain speed, then you're just kind of toast. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and how do you build work capacity? Well, strength training can, you know, play a huge role in that. And I think that's what's paying off. Uh, as for the field sport athlete, like, Going back to the injury prevention aspect, if you're not lifting and if your program doesn't include specific movements that targets injury prevention, like single leg dominant exercises, Mm -hmm. single leg non-assisted exercises, um, where you're literally on one foot and trying to bend your knees like skater squats and really working on your foot mechanics so your arch doesn't collapse and your weight is not on the inside part of your foot. We're not really consciously practicing that. That could result to an injury. Like that's a bad movement pattern. Like our bodies are, even though our bodies are created differently, like our structures are all different. It's designed to move in a very similar way, you know? And so if we don't teach the body to move the right way, that's where like injuries could happen. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's this idea of sports-specific training, right? But I'm talking about, like, and that's usually what people go towards, you know? 
they go to like the soccer speed camps or the football specific strength training program that's like a really small percentage of a difference between each programs mm -hmm. and and for majority of the kids that we work with with youth middle school high school they need the general strength that transfers over everywhere right um, and one of the things that I ask my collegiate athletes is like, you know, like how much of what we did transferred over to what you do now? And most of the times, and I, I would say, I would even say like hundred percent of the times, like training here has, they would say like training here has prepared them well to be comfortable in the weight room and know what they're doing in the weight room. Yes. It gives them a huge advantage when they hit the weight room as a team because they are familiar with what they do. They know what they're doing. They know what they should be paying attention to. And a lot of them come back, you know, and tell me stories of how they got a compliment on certain movements because they're so used to it. Yes. You know? And what a confidence booster, too, because we work yeah. in so many different areas. So to be able to walk into a gym and, and already know uh, some of the things that are expected of you, huge. Mm -hmm. And so... That's why I say, like, you know, I've, I've said it before in regards to adult programming, adult you know, fitness clients. Our program designs are not sexy by any means, <laughs> you know, but like, why do we need to have a sexy program? Like, it doesn't it doesn't need to be that way. We don't squat on BOSU balls. We don't like do circus acts like that's not the purpose <laughs> of a training program, right? Like our training program. Let's remember our training program's purpose is to get them to the next level, however it may be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to backtrack to get to where you want to be to be really be able to assess truly what that athlete or what that client needs. What do you think, Dubs? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it all. What else can I say here? <laughs> yeah. um, so I think in terms of like I want to picture a pyramid, right? At the top of the pyramid, it's sports specific training. And the idea behind the pyramid is if you can cover the base, then the chance of reaching the top increases. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like you're and then, and then the base is the most important because it's the foundation, right? right? So the top of the pyramid is a sports specific training. Right underneath sports specific training, it's speed, right? So speed training is like right underneath sports specific training. Underneath that is power training. So power comes right underneath the speed. And then underneath that is strength training. And on the, all the way on the bottom of the foundation is work capacity. Like work without work capacity, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. Without strength, none of the above matters. Without power, none of the above matters. That's like, that's how I want you to start thinking about it. Right. So true. And, uh, you know, I get, I get the inquiry be like, oh my, I want my kids to be faster. I was like, sure, we can get you there. My always my response has been and I've, I ask a lot of questions one of the questions is like so what like what what did your kid play and usually it's like a field sport then mm -hmm. I say you know I, I can I can get him faster and I can almost guarantee that at this point because we have a pretty good formula of how we operate and how we work through them um, but my number one recommendation is I do I would get them involved in our strength training mm -hmm. I mean like that's number one we got to increase his work capacity and just sprinting over and over and, and contrary to popular belief, long distance run is not going to work, increase the work capacity that he needs, you know? Right. And, uh, and the other part of it, so X factor, right? So let's talk about X factor. X factor is mindset. Usually that's what we tap into to really start to bring out what they're capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Like when I think about athletes, right? Like 
I'm not thinking in terms of a of a robot. I'm not just looking at their movements and and then looking at them as like, oh, this is what we need to fix, or this is what we need to work on to get them stronger, faster, what I blah blah blah. The X factor is the mindset and the confidence that they gain. And that's like that's a, our intentional approach in talking to them and coaching through them through the program, right? Like in this environment. We don't yell, we don't like scream at them. We coach them through it. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to be very careful with what word choices and we ask them how they feel. It's not just about do it this way. And no, no, after we tell them, you know, try this way, we ask, how does that feel? Does that feel better? Does that feel good? Where do you feel it? So then there's a feedback, there's communication, there's trust that's built into it. And we also track numbers because tracking numbers gives them confidence. So they look at the numbers from today and a month later from today, they look back at the month ago and they're like, wow, I have a physical proof here that I got stronger. Yes. Or there's a physical proof here that I got faster. Now, tracking is something new. Like we only started doing it about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But people obsess, obsess about numbers, right? Like I, we do, you know, like we always do. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it plays a negative role. But this is a tracking system that we've found as long as we coach them well, mm-hmm. that it helps in boosting their confidence. Yes. Um, we also have to correct them sometimes because it's particularly in boys. They get too obsessed with the numbers <laughs> and they forget the, the, the true purpose. Yes. Like if they're naturally progressing and they can check all the box, like they're, they're still moving the weight pretty fairly fast and they're maintaining form. So, um, you know, they're, they're being safe, they're having fun and, and they're doing things according to the purpose that we have designed this program to be <laughs> and their number is increasing, then there's no problem with that. But if one of the two of those boxes suffers, then we need to correct them and kind of talk to them like, Hey, listen, I know numbers matters to you, but in the overall scheme of things, it's not as important as what you're trying to accomplish. So you have to keep the goal, the goal. Right. Uh, that's a conversation that I have to have oftentimes with the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, girls, not so much. Girls, usually it's the opposite. You have to push them a little bit, you know? Right. And, uh, but that those are just like, comes from pure experience of understanding how to navigate through that. But we also have learned like how to communicate with them, how to coach them. And that's a huge X factor because once their confidence increases and they start to believe in themselves, which is huge, mm-hmm. uh, the result we see in athletes are amazing yeah that's what i love about here too as a mom and as a coach the program even if it is in a group setting even if it is a large group it is so individualized also Mm -hmm. so we know what the kids need to work on what they need to come in and you know stretch roll you know all of those specific to them type of things Mm -hmm. also yeah to help them push through right and there's there's this notion that like you know Oh, lifting is lifting. It's not. There, there is a purposeful lifting for your your goal. Mm-hmm. As an athlete, you have to think in terms of like, how can I help my team, right? So if I'm stronger and if I can be more physical, yet I can also be faster and quicker, so I can move a little bit better on the field. Mm-hmm. Then I can help my team the best. Yes. Now, I'm talking about field sports, but then let's take it over to like s- s- sports like softball and baseball. If I can swing the bat a little faster, if I can produce a little bit more off the bat on the exit velocity, 
then I can hit the ball a little harder. I can be a little bit more speedy around the bases. I can help my team. One of the things that I teach my athletes is like, you know, like this, this analogy of a sunflower seed. I don't want them to just be here. Now, initially, in the first two months or so, they're going to be here for themselves. They're just learning, right, mm -hmm. which is fine. But as they come back year after year and they start to really get used to our program design, I, st I start asking them, like, you know, take note of what you're doing here. Take note of the cues that we're giving you because we want you to become like the sunflower seed. So whatever you take away from this place, take it with you and spread it with your team so you can create this awesome team culture atmosphere. Mm. And not only keep it to yourself, but share it because that's important. Um, and, you know, just all together, like we love working with athletes. Like we wouldn't do a podcast just based on that if we weren't really like passionate about it. Uh, but I also know that there's a lot of misinformation and so much fluff out there. You know, I love that word fluff. <laughs> and I'm not saying we're the only facility who offers this type of things. I think there's a lot of facility but keep in mind what the athlete's needs are versus what they want. Mm -hmm. That's a two separate issues. You know, like, so let's, this is another prime example. Boys want bigger biceps, right? But in sports, biceps, bigger biceps doesn't equate to results. It just results to looking good for the pictures. <laughs> so if your kid is content with just looking good on the pictures because by getting no playing time and that's fine like that's you do you but like if he's like quote unquote lifting to help his team perform or because he wants to be a better player better athlete then like the mindset needs to shift because not all lifting are created equal not all programs are created equal mm -hmm. there's purpose for each program design and then and we kind of know and understand what the athletes need. And that's how we program it. That'd be fair to say. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you'd like to add? I, I talked like 28 out of the 29 minutes we recorded <laughs> I just, so far. Today was one of my mm-hmm, mm-hmm days. No, I was thinking though when you were talking a little while ago about uh, strength and speed, I am a, not a runner by any means, but early on years ago, I wanted to run more and faster. And, you know, just like you were talking about, it made me think about that. So I thought, you know, you ran with me and then you sort of assessed where I was at. And for sure, I thought I was going to get this running program to make myself a better and faster runner. And that wasn't true at all. You, you know, right away you said, you know, okay, we're going to get you into the gym. We're going to get you a little more explosive. Have you, you know, do some more strength things. And, and, uh, sure enough, it, it really did. It made a big difference in my running. I'm still not a, a tremendous runner, but I'm <laughs> a better one <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, Everything like so regardless of what training you use, the common tool that we have is our bodies, right? Like our bodies become a tool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like our body is w what we're training, basically. You know, you're not doing these programs to train other people's body. You're doing these trainings to enhance your body. Mm -hmm. So. Even before we get to work capacity or injury preventions, like it's important to really get to know your body. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you know, the body awareness piece, like you can do it throughout the program, but like that also is super important. What were you going to say? 
Oh no, no. I was just I was totally agreeing with you that yeah, the 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 older I've gotten, the more I work, the it is so important and it does make everything so much easier. And mm-hmm. and we coach our our everybody that way, all of our clients. I was just talking to my niece last night who's having some issues and you know, and I, I told her, so, you know, this is what you need to do now. And then as we progress and then as you go through life, be aware of these things. And if you start to notice these things, then this is what you need to do. So, yeah, that injury prevention is huge. Yeah. And I mean, you know, talking to kids about injury preventions and feeling pain when you're older is like, you know, it goes in one year, the out the other year because they they don't realize the reality of it. Right. But like as we get older, we feel it so that's why we're trying to kind of give them warning because as you grow older it's not as easy to recover as it used to be right um so i think you know what i've noticed is we just need to sprinkle those things in mm-hmm. as they train so they you know when they grow up they understand how to train properly how to move properly so then they can you know longevity yes. so you know they can really preserve themselves and continue to do what they love for the long haul mm-hmm I think that was a pretty good podcast today. What do you think? I think so. All right. Well, thank you for listening as always. And please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.